2: The Champions League final is almost upon us the biggest club game in world football and the fixture that always ranks as one of the biggest betting heats across any sport. The handle is huge. The opportunities are vast, with BetRivers offering almost 500 markets at the time of recording on the game, and that's without all of the in-play action to go on when the whistle blows for kickoff in Istanbul, 3 p.m., Eastern Time. It is Manchester City and Inter who will contest the 68th European Cup final, the 2021 runners-up versus the three-time winners. This is Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League edition. You're with Dan Roebuck, and alongside me, two of the very best handicappers around to talk you through the main markets, plus give three picks each for the final. Great to have Steve Wiss and Daniele Fisichella on the show. Steve, Got to start with City here. They're minus four fifty-five, just to be crowned continental kings. They were plus three hundred last summer. It's a trophy that everybody wants at the club. The big question for betters is that short price justified? Is everything factored into not just that minus four fifty-five, but also the minus two hundred and fifteen or so to win the match? Is everything done with City? Do you think?
0: Yeah, I. I to be honest with you, Dan. And, and hello, by the way. And hello to Danny Ellie as well. Absolute privilege to be on this. Uh this show with both of you for such a big game and um manchester city in regular time minus 210 to win inside 90 minutes minus 455 to win the trophy it does it does feel extra, ex, extraordinarily short i must say um for uh you know uh a champions league final it's um it's unbelievable really is it justified possibly because there may well be a massive golfing class between these two teams um, you know, I think when the draw was made for the quarterfinals and the semifinals, everyone knew that there was perhaps a really strong strong sector and a weaker section. Um, no disrespect to the teams that were in, you know, Napoli, AC, Milan, Benfica into Milan. It was pretty obvious that the, the stronger half of the draw was whoever came through that that part was gonna be probably quite a strong favorite to win the final. Um the books don't often get it wrong for a final. That's what I will say, Dan. Um, many a time I've said, if you really want to find value, get an edge, then you're better off betting in, say, the Norwegian Second Division or somewhere like that. You know, the books don't make too many mistakes in the major markets. Of, of Which you are an expert, finals. by
1: the way, of the Norwegian Second Division, we have to say, <laughs> yeah. because we follow you on Twitter. Right? You, are very, you are an expert.
0: Yeah, yeah 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 if you want a goals bet then head there um <laughs> yeah. the line would be about four but uh yeah <laughs> yeah do I, do I go back to your question though dan is it justified i think it possibly is i think probably i mean minus 455 i would probably go down to say minus 400 um yeah. is, is perhaps slightly fairer but um they're they're they're, they're a heck of a football team I don't think that anyone's going to be best,
2: besting them at, at minus 455 to, to win the, the trophy, to lift the trophy. That's 90 minutes, extra time penalties, whatever. There might be, Danielli some that might want to side with Inter at plus 355 simply on the price. Mm-hmm. And you'll know because we've talked about it all season about Inter's uh, fluctuations in form and price when it comes to all the competitions that they've been involved in. They were plus 3,300 last summer when the draw was made and they got into the group of death. They, they were plus 6,600. How much of a chance do you think they have realistically got against City to win the trophy? I know you're heading to, to Milan um, to be in the City, obviously not for the final, but amongst Inter fans uh, this weekend. I mean, what is the feeling? Do you think plus 355, there's any sort of value in those odds? I was thinking last
1: night, I couldn't sleep. Well, I cannot sleep t- until that goal from Lautaro went in, <laughs> to be fair. I, I trouble sleeping until uh, the semi final. But I was thinking, has there ever been a Champions League final with such a clear favourite? And my memory went back to the 2000 final Real Madrid-Valencia. But back then, Valencia had a hell of a team Or maybe 1997 final Juventus-Borussia Dortmund, which, by the way, the underdog won. But probably this is the most unbalanced final ever. And to come back to your question, Inter do have a chance, but is... Uh, very slim and the chance for Inter is represented by the fact that this is played only over one leg so obviously they do have a chance as much as Real Madrid, Leipzig, uh, Bayern Munich, uh, Dortmund had a chance when they played at home against Manchester City they didn't lose in the Champions League Manchester City have thrown five away games in the Champions League so obviously the Etihad factor is taken away from them and Inter They have not been the best team in Italy. They've not been the best team in Europe so far. The draw has been very, very favourable. I think these two teams and these two clubs are words apart, and then we're going to dissect how far apart they are. But on the night, if you look at the blueprint, especially of Real Madrid in the first leg, Inter have a chance if he's a low-scoring game. I I always ask myself this question. If he's a low-scoring game, who's more likely to win? If he's a high-scoring game, Who's more likely to win? I think if it's a high-scoring game with more than three or four goals, Manchester City have got many more chances to win. Low-scoring game with less than three goals, tight, scrappy, with a little bit of nerves. Inter have a very, very slim chance to win it.
2: We'll get on to goals and the markets shortly. Match markets... Uh, minus 215 City or thereabouts, minus 210. We're recording on Wednesday. That price is going to fluctuate into plus 575 to win in the 90, the draw or the tie, uh, plus 360. Just get the sense, Steve, that although City won the title by five points, they haven't been massively convincing. Their expected goal figure isn't great over their last few games of the season. And the really last good performance was probably against Real Madrid. I mean, is it one of those things that, look, they knew that they were going to win the title? They managed the game well in the FA Cup final against Manchester City. The last two games in the Premier League didn't matter, and this is just game management and uh, per- preservation, um, preservation of squad by Pep Guardiola in preparation for this Champions League final.
0: This is what their whole season's been about, really. This is what this is what it's been about for the last five or six years: winning the Champions League final. This is um, they were very very disappointed to lose to Chelsea. Uh, in that final two or three years ago. I think everyone expected them to, to claim the glory that day. It, it it probably now feels more like their time, but what you've got to remember is over the course of the whole year, the whole season, I think Pep Guardiola has been very clever. He's been priming this team for a late season, last third of the season run to to really excel in the big matches that matter the most. Think about it in the Premier League. They comfortably beat Arsenal twice think about in the Champions League, they peaked in the really big games when it's mattered the most. And yeah, perhaps statistically there have been more dominant city teams before, Um, you know, they conceded more goals this year, but often they're kind of consolation goals where they've taken players off the field and they know that the results in the bag. So I think this year it's all been about priming themselves for these big occasions for these big games. This is the biggest pressure of them all. The trebles on the line, the Champions League's on the line you know, sometimes it, it comes down to mentality, but they've given themselves the best opportunity. And I, I personally think that they will deliver. I think they'll deliver a very, very good performance. Now, that doesn't always mean you win the game or the trophy, but I think they'll play well.
2: Just remind us, Daniela, of season, because it's been an odd one. And arguably, they're in the best form of the season now that we've seen for the 22-23 campaign. 11 wins in the last 12, and they
1: lost against Napoli uh, when it didn't matter. And they put themselves in a very... Good situation going into this Champions League final because they achieved the Champions League qualification. They looked in peril back in March with a few uh, games to spare. They could rotate a few players in the last game of the season at Torino, which they won. But yes, Dan, you're right. Inter have been on the verge of sacking the manager, Simone Inzaghi, three times before the game against Barcelona, the first leg, before the game against Benfica, and before the game against Porto, of course. But yet, somehow... Simon Inzaghi who lost Twelve league games this season, and this has been the great pitfall for him. Has managed to keep the group together, a group that's been going through a lot. First, the injuries of Brozovic and Lukaku, which didn't play for the first uh, five months. Uh, then uh, the issue with the goalkeeper. They started with Andanovic, and now Onana, of course, is the is the is the starter, is the goalkeeper. And by the way, the keeper who's kept the most clean sheet in uh, Champions League, but also the keeper who's made the most saves in the Champions League. So it can go either way. The Three captains: Andanovic, Skriniar, who's gonna go for free to PSG, and Lautaro. So it's been a, a very, very strange season for them. A season that turned out for the best in April after they lost the game against Monza. And they went through spells of games, especially March, April, Monza, Juventus, Fiorentina, home, Salernitana way, where they were squandering chances. I counted more than 100 attempts on goal in five-game spell and two goals scored. But then, all of a sudden, they clicked. They re physically. There is a certain Lukaku, who is in form, already 10 goals. Lautaro has had a 2023 fantastic. He scored 19 goals after their small disappointment of not being a starter for Argentina in the final. So, obviously, they all in form. They all look good. And this is the best chance you can give yourself if you play against Manchester City.
2: The Asian line is interesting, I think, because City. I mean, there's a whole manner of Asian lines that yes. betters can look at here. Uh, the one that I picked out is um, Inter getting uh, one and a quarter ball uh, start um, minus one thirty two. Their favourites. I mean, people will be looking to City maybe at plus one hundred six, giving that one and a quarter away, and might think it is some value. If, as Danielly says, you know, City are capable of winning fairly comfortably. I mean, I mean, I don't know where you where you stand on on City's form, Danielly. You mentioned it before. When it comes to away performances in Europe, and betters will be looking at this. They've only won one. I mean, is is that a thing? Do you think Danielli or not? Is 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 that a a chink in City's armor? Well, I think uh, we've seen the
1: difference ways of Manchester City playing in Europe this season. I think before the World Cup they were still finding the best shape, the best formation and then since Pep Guardiola has adopted the new formation with the two holding midfielders, one of them is uh, just Stones, I think they've been better on and off the ball and they've been less acceptable to counter-attacks but yes, they've been... Um games were uh, especially away from home in for example the second half against Leipzig I remember it's a game you were commentating on they switched off Uh, they seemed off the pace but sometimes uh, that was generated by the frustration of not being able to score enough goal in the first half when they actually produced a lot of chances and also against Real Madrid very good starts in the first 20 minutes at the Bernabeu didn't score got frustrated Um, Manchester City have an habit or had an habit in the past to have In Europe, those crazy 15, 20 minutes when they were throwing it all away. It didn't happen this season. And it seems to me that it's a team that is more mature, but also is a team that with this shape, especially with Joe Stones and Roddy playing in midfield, they are less vulnerable to quick counters. Vinicius of Real Madrid was controlled really, really well by Walker, but also by the other two uh, centre midfielders. So they always have at least four or five players, let's say four plus Ederson, who's a sweeper keeper after all, behind the ball that ensure that not only they win the second ball after you know the opposition has somehow cleared the lines, but also they, are, they, they don't get that unbalanced. So uh, for Inter, it's going to be difficult to, to break them And if they think they're going to just play on the counter-attack, I don't think it's going to work. They need to be really good in possession. You need to be almost perfect when you have the possession. Need to tire them out. Try to stretch the pitch and make it as big as possible to have the advantage of the man over, the wingbacks, Di Marco and Dumfries against Grealish and Bernardo Silva. Maybe they are not very keen on defending, but again, there are those two holding midfielders that can mop up. So it is a happy task. The game is going to be played in Inter half. OK, we we know that. And Manchester City are going to have more shots, more chances, more corners. We'll go into that in a minute. So, yes, when you do look at the Asian handicap, uh, yes, of course, we mentioned Inter clean sheets and everything. But it seems about right that minus 125 or, or plus one for Manchester City, if you think on a Manchester City win, of course.
2: Is there any key form lines, uh, Steve, with, with these two? Because there's no head to head, and I know that a lot of betters like to to hang a lot on head to head. Some don't, and some com- say it's completely irrelevant. does um, that form line through, through Bayern, of course. City not buying out in the knockout stages. Bayern uh, beat um, Inter, of course, in, in the group stages. Is there any angle in there, maybe, or anything that you've seen between these two that, that might give us a, an Asian uh, play or an outright play on on this
0: one? You know, it's one of the quirks of this final, isn't it, Dan, that um, they've never actually had that head to head to lean back on it. It's unbelievable, really. Um, I, I mean, I've never really been a man for head to heads anyway. There's always exceptions. But uh, I mean, I, you know, I, this is a Bet Rivers show. I'll, I'll stick my neck out. I think if I was to um, to bet on the Asian line, minus 1.25, it would be Manchester City. I would take it. Because I think, I think if Manchester City win inside 90 minutes, they win to nil. To be honest with you, uh, I just, I think they dominate games so well. Look at their expected goals against statistics throughout the season. They don't, they're always incredible. Um, like Danielli said, they in the past have had some mad moments where they randomly concede goals and you can never quite, you know, rule that out. But um, that's why I would go on the on the minus 1.25 Asian handicap. I think there's probably a good chance that Manchester City win by exactly two goal margin inside 90 minutes that's how I would see it I don't think they'll batter into by any means and they just need to win they just need to win whatever way they do it whether it's inside 90 minutes by one goal or after extra time or even on dreaded penalties I don't want it to go that deep do they but um yeah so if I if I had to I would take the minus one Asian handicap I just think yeah uh, the that you know like I said because there's a good chance of them winning to nil
2: I think that's an interesting one. And very briefly, before move on to one or two other markets, uh, Danielli. I mean, you said before we're sort of expecting not that many goals, maybe uh, in this one. It might not be the worst. Have you, you got any sort of lean when it comes to any of the outrights here? Well, I think uh, considering the scoring form that both teams have been, a line
1: of an over two point seventy five goals could be a one to go. I mean, Inter have been really good recently; they've taken the chances much better. But we know about City, and also you have to consider that uh, for Inter to be able to sustain the pressure and to hold off, they'll need 16 players all in form. They'll need uh, to make all the five subs because Manchester City tires you out. But then again, Manchester City. Most of the subs they're gonna make, it. they're gonna be attacking subs: Foden, Maretz, Alvarez, which we seem to forget, but he's a fantastic uh, striker. So the chances of, of goals in the late minutes, I think, increases with the, with the number of substitution that you make and with the number of attacking options that Manchester City have. I would go for an over two point seventy five goals in this case. Only three goals you win half a stake, and I think that could be that could that 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 could be a a good one to go into it.
2: It's interesting because we'll just move on briefly to one or two goals markets as well, because when you look at, Steve, some of the finals, the last three have all been 1-0, last four have all been under, Um, nine of the last 15 have been under 2.5 as well, 2.5 of course is usually the benchmark, over for this game is minus one thirty seven. so the traders, the market makers believe there's going to be quite a few, as Daniele is pointing out under plus 1. 1-2, so it's plus money if you want to go unders, which traditionally you always think finals could be tight. Have you got any sort of leans when it comes to the goals markets?
0: I would actually lean the same way as uh, Daniele, uh, over 2.75, I think, if I had to stick my neck out. But I do think that the books have, uh, have really priced this up perfectly. They're kind of goading you in a little bit. Manchester City matches typically goal lines, really, you're looking at three goal lines and above. Yeah. No matter what fixture they're in, so there'll be some that look at this and think, "Wow, Man City could cover this all on their own, and they quite easily could." Um, but at the same time, you've got to be got to be careful uh, because they're very, very good defensively, and Inter will be trying to keep hold of their own clean sheet for as long as possible. So, yeah, I would I would lean over because of the the players that are on the field, but it's just not a market I personally would be that interested in.
2: Uh, Both teams to score, yes and no, incidentally. Minus 115, yes, no, minus 113, not giving too much away there. But again, when you look at some of the stats in the Champions League this season, you would tend to think both teams to score, no. It could easily be a 2 0 scoreline for Manchester City. As Steve was pointing out, Let's just rattle through one or two of the goal scorers that are going to be on show because an awful lot of bettors like to to get involved with those same-game parlays and they like to look at a goals bet, they like to look at a an outright bet and maybe a goal scorer bet and any time goal scorer or a first goal scorer bet, we've got to focus on uh, Harlan, first of all, Steve. I mean, he's been phenomenal in his first season in English football. But City, as you, uh, I think, suggested earlier, they've scored fewer goals this season than last season. So he's just taking them off everyone else. But from a betting point of view, nine-time first goal scorer in the Premier League, four-time first goal scorer in the Champions League. Even though he scores all those goals, doesn't necessarily score first. Has his form just dropped off a little bit? One in his last seven in all competitions.
0: Well, I do personally have a bet related to Holland um, I know. coming up later in the show. And if you were to give me, I don't know, a $300 bet right now to place on a goal scorer for this game, it would I would place it on Holland. But minus 129 at the time of recording, any time in a Champions League final, that doesn't scream value to me. As a rule, I don't actually like to back any time goal scorers at minus money, unless we're looking at it's like minus like 110 or minus 105. So... Yeah, I can't really make a case for him to be valued, but he was bought to this club for this reason, to win them Champions Leagues. Simple as that. So whether or not he can now make the big difference in this game, just say they had him in that Chelsea final a couple of years ago, maybe it would have been a different outcome. We don't know. But I think um Haaland, again, is. there's some people saying oh, he's been a bit quiet recently, but I think he's saving himself for the big performance on the very biggest occasion. So... Do I think he'll score? Yes. Would I back him at this price? No.
2: I know that your bet doesn't necessarily mean that he has to score. Just a word on Inter's centre-backs, Danielli. Are they good enough to keep Haaland quiet? Probably going to be a back three, would you think, from Inzaghi once yes. again? And of course, if, if City are playing long ball, we saw that a little bit in the FA Cup final at the weekend. He might be the man to assist rather than to score. What, what are your thoughts on, on Haaland and whether Inter can keep him quiet? He's
1: a back three. He's a chair, be marking him, helped by Bastoni. So it will be a similar setup to what Rudiger, helped by Nacho, was doing with Real Madrid. And actually, Inter plays a mention. Rudiger at length as an example to follow. Now, obviously, Inter task is to make sure Hallam doesn't get the ball into space, so it doesn't run at the defense of Inter, or there are no obviously spaces in behind the defense because that gets where he, where he gets very, very dangerous. So they're going to be two-man marking on him, but obviously that can leave spaces for uh, Manchester City wingers or uh, De Bruyne to come into midfield. So there's going to be an extra work required uh, by Inter three uh, midfielders. If Inter are able to shut down the middle channel, as Real Madrid did, for Aland it's going to be more and more difficult to, to be involved in the game. Perhaps Manchester City are going to try to cross more balls into the box, but again, 1v2 against two centre-backs is not going to be, be easy. So, I would expect Allah obviously, the big Task for Guardiola is to make sure that Haaland, is involved. He touches the ball a lot and he touches the ball where it matters. So uh, that's, I think is the big tactical conundrum. Inter are gonna defend with a line of eight, a back five, and a three shutting down the middle channel. Haaland will have to find the space between uh, the two centre backs, but that could benefit some of the uh, Manchester City midfielders, which we know are very good at timing the run into the box. And there's one that is particularly good. We're gonna talk about it, of course. Course, uh, later, but don't underestimate De Bruyne, and uh, Grealish shooting for distance. So yes, the ammunitions of Manchester City are huge. Inter mm, managed to keep quite Leao and Giroud in the in the semifinals. So really, that's a good omen. But you know, uh, we know that Milan didn't perform quite as well over the 180 minutes.
2: Uh, some really good goalscorer markets. Head to the Bet Rivers app and you'll be able to see them. Gundogan's got six in his last six. Steve's got a really good selection when it comes to the German coming up. And Arturo Martinez has found his form, as Daniele mentioned earlier in the show. He's got 21 this season. Seven first goal scorers in. So if you backed him in every single game to score first when he started, you'd make a profit. He's plus and 750 to get the first here. and the
1: goalscorer, I yeah. you
2: need to also mention
1: that normally, Manchester City doesn't defend against two strikers. Most of the teams that play against Manchester City play with one striker and two number 10s or with wingers, as uh, uh, but pre- they did, like, but s- Spurs did, and they beat
2: them. I presume it's going to be Djoko and uh. Martinez. It's not going to know- be Lukaku, is
1: it? We don't know that.
2: That could be the great <laughs>
1: fascination. This could be the great dilemma, you know. Uh, Inzaghi polished Lukaku all season long, maybe to get him ready to do that. Look, I think... <laughs> but uh, Dzeko always started in the, in the Champions League. He changes. If it's Dzeko... Is a different game because Jacob likes to come towards the midfield to help build in the play. But of course, he's also good at roughing up the, the, the centre-backs, whether it's Ruben Diaz or his stones in that case. But also Lukaku, it would be very, very good on the man-to-man against Ruben Diaz. Now, coming back to my point is that normally Manchester City defends against one centre-forward. One the games they lost this season, those few games they lost, were two games against Brentford and a game against Spurs. Two teams that play with the three-five-two formations and two out-and-out strikers. Of course, that gives you something to think, provided the Inter has got the ball and they manage the ball well. This is all well and good, but Lukaku or Jacko need to have a good clean pass defended and laid off to Lautaro, of course. So on a one-to-one against Aganji, I would fancy the Argentine most of the days.
2: Uh, five goals for Lukaku against City in his career, incidentally, all for Everton, uh, would you believe? He's got 16 since the 18th of February for Club and Country's founding his form. Will he start? Well, we will find out, of course, we'll see, on we'll Saturday. Uh, let's get to the picks then. We've got three apiece here. Um, we're going to start, Steve, with yours, um, which, uh, first of all, features a cards bet. Talk us through this one to kick off.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be me on a Bet River show without talking about cards these days, to be honest, uh, Dan. <laughs> Uh, we'll leave the corners to Daniele, Uh, but um, yeah, cards, this worked out for me well on the show I did on the Europa League show um, between Sevilla and Roma. Now um, we've got obviously two different teams here. I was actually doing some research this morning. The pick is um, over four and a half cards. And now... As I say, I was doing some research this morning and there was a couple of more worrying aspects that I was actually looking at. So it's one of those where I'm like, do I regret the pick? But no, I don't because it is a final and often cards do flow in finals. The referee is Simon Maciniak, the uh, Polish referee did the World Cup final. I think we're at a stage where he's, Kind of universally regarded as the best best referee best in the world ever, now. Best ever. Um, you know, back back in the day it was uh, Kalina, wasn't it? And I feel like this he looks the guy and he looks
1: like I mean, for, for a very distinct <laughs> for a very distinctive feature. I mean, that was easy. That was easy. No, but he's a, he's a great he's a great referee. who has been a bit controversial because he's been taking part in some political rallies in Poland. But it's clear to, he's clear to referee thank, th- thankfully because he's the best one.
0: Forty-two Champions League games he's refereed, fifteen Europa League games. He averages uh, over four four cards per match in, in in European matches that he's officiated in his life. Which is what I always get with this referee. If if it, if a challenge or a tackle or whatever form of um, punishment deserves a card, he usually gives it. He, he's quite consistent, and I think that's why he's fairly well respected. He doesn't really mess around. There's many times you think, "How on earth did that player get away without a card?" There. This referee doesn't really tend to let you get away with it if it's really deserving of one. So I like that about him. Look, in finals, uh, everything's on the line. Players will do absolutely anything they can to win the trophy. And that means time-wasting, tactical, cynical fouls. You don't want to get sent off. But at the end of the day, uh, anything really goes. And both teams in their own respective leagues actually had the second cleanest record in terms of cards. Uh, only Napoli were better in Serie A and actually only West Ham were cleaner in the Premier League, uh, would you believe? But in Europe, it has been a bit more on the dirty side, especially Man City, actually. You look in the last few games they played in Europe, they um, they picked up four yellow cards against uh, Bayern Munich, five in total against Real Madrid. Uh, in the FA Cup final, they bagged two yellow cards, including one for the goalkeeper. Watch out for goalkeeper bookings here by the way if, if a team is ahead uh, at a certain stage so fundamental I do like over four and a half cards it's one of those where I think it'll be quite close in the card market I think we might have to sweat till the last 10 minutes to go over this mark but um, I've got the actual price I think it's minus 110 uh, was, the, was the odds that I got here but um, I think there's enough juice in this Champions League final with what is out on the line but for at least five cards inside 90 minutes I must add anything after that it wouldn't count
2: and one player that we think might get booked, Danieli, is Marcelo Brozovic, one of your selections. He pays a plus 210, which I think is a huge price. Perhaps
1: because he's still doubtful whether he's going to start or it's going to be Mikitarian, but I think he's going to start. And he's going to be sitting in front of the defence. Last year, Marcelo Brozovic, I think he had over 17 cards in cup competition and in Serie A. This year, less because also he's been injured. He's pivotal to Inter, uh, keeping the possession and moving the ball well. But also, because he plays in front of the back four, he's often susceptible to uh, niggly fouls, stopping a midfielder running uh, from uh, deep. And also, he's got a temperament. Sometimes he protests against the referee. But I think, uh, yeah, he might get a book in 210. Marciniak, by the way, referee the World Cup final uh, this year. Eight cards in the final, of course, on total over extra time. But, you know, it, I think that backs up exactly what uh, Steve said about the Polish referee.
2: Uh, corners bet next, Daniele. This one's yours. An even money shot involving Manchester City. Talk us through it. Minus 300 and as an handicap corners for
1: um, Manchester City plus 100 because I think the tactic of Inter will be to try to stop Manchester City to attack him from the middle and serving Alan easily with a ball on the feet. So they're going to leave more space on the wide areas, but at the same time they are able to uh, double up with one of the centre-backs and of course uh, the wing-backs. I think eventually if Manchester City doesn't find space through the middle, we'll start crossing the ball. There are three centre-backs of Inter that can have the ball. The ball can finish of course in a corner. I am expecting spells of games. So let's say portion of seven, eight minutes where Manchester City just attack, 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 collect the second ball, attack, attack, attack. And that, obviously, I think he's going to produce shots, it's going to produce corners, it's going to produce chances. Um, against a similar game, maybe perhaps against um, Real Madrid in the first leg, Manchester City had seven corners then in that game at the Bernabeu. Real at eight, but I think this time Manchester City are going to prevail in terms of number of corners. Minus three, as in the corner, plus 100 for Manchester City. That's my pick.
2: City is the pick then on the Asian handicap market, minus three, City plus 100 or even money if you prefer. Three players to follow when it comes to shots and goals. Next, Steve, you're first up with Haaland. We've mentioned him briefly. What's the bet?
0: Yeah, the bet is uh, Haaland to have over one and a half shots on target. And uh, this price has actually been fluctuating while we've been recording uh, live on air, Dan. I don't know if you've been having a nibble or not, but um, (laughs) (laughs) it's actually been on the drift.
2: Um, That's definitely my money that will send it out. Don't worry. Plus
0: plus 110 now on over one and a half uh, Harlan shots on target. This is very much a stats-based pick. He averages one shot on target every 31 minutes in the Champions League. He averages one shot on target every 48 minutes in the Premier League. Based on those statistics, we should get at least two Haaland shots on target in this match. It doesn't matter if they are not goals, as long as he uh, gets them on target. Um, he's according to opt to of course. Sometimes it can get a little bit controversial, although shots on target are usually more self-explanatory. But it's a monster of a forward. He's going to get involved. He's really hard to stop, even if you try everything to stop him. Um, it, I don't think it's asking a lot for two shots on target for him. And the price looks good to me now, say at plus money.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really good bet. I'd rather take that bet than the end of time goal scorer bet. I think when it comes to Harlan, uh, Danielle, you've got one again involving a Manchester City player, and you did reference him briefly before. Tell us your shots based bet. It's De Bruyne, Kevin De Bruyne,
1: to have over two point five shots on target, off target, just have over 2.5 shots that pays minus 127 because I think if Inter tactics work out or even if it partially works out, Manchester City are going to be able to lay off the ball to their running midfielders so or the midfielders coming from deep and De Bruyne has tried the shot so many times, especially in the Champions League. Again, I, I go back to the game at the Bernabeu. He scored and he had four shots in total because he's a great option uh, to have, of course. So I think for him to have three shots, whether the game is level or whether Man City are losing or need to chase the game, yes, I think they'll try everything, and for sure uh, the Belgian, and I think he's one again, he's going to last 90 minutes, I think he's going to play uh, the 90 minutes by the way, De Bruyne in his career still hasn't had that glorifying Champions League moment it could be his night, of course so he's looking for the personal uh, accolade as well, minus 127 De Bruyne to have over 2.5 shots, of course
2: On or off target for that particular bet at minus 127. Then we've got the biggest selection of the podcast. We've saved the best, the biggest till last. Steve, stage is yours. Um, If this one comes in, we can start to book the summer holidays. What are we, who are we talking about? What are we talking about?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is just a half a unit play, Dan. But, yeah, that's um, all right. It's, all right. it's well, because
1: then, then it's just the holiday for me, not for
0: Dan. 27-1 <laughs> right. to one selection plus 2,800. And uh, I'm getting involved with K Gundan here to both score and assist in the match. I think it's worth a go because he may well be one of the most underrated footballers on the entire planet, to be honest. Um, but I think he's in great form right now. Everything that City are doing, actually, at the moment... He's involved with um, the last six games he's played. Let's just go in through some stats here. Scored two goals against Leeds, an assist, and also a yellow card against Real Madrid. He's getting involved in every aspect of their play, it seems, not just offensively, but also defensively. Two goals and assist versus Everton. Another yellow card against Real Madrid. You might want to look at him to get booked in this game, by the way. Um, and then a couple of goals in the FA Cup final, most famously that folly. He just pops up in some fantastic positions, though to actually score goal he finds that space and he's got that really clever, deft finish, a clinical finish. You know, you you really feel like he's quite a clutch player, you know? So I think I actually wouldn't be surprised if he scored in this game at all. Now, the, the only time Price to score, I think, was only like plus 280, which felt a little bit short. But then well, I know he's capable of getting in, involved there and, and, and assisting as well. So combine the both together, plus 2,800 just looked like a Price, which... I couldn't resist, really, for half a unit. You know, why not try and nail a big shot in the Champions League final? I know there's plenty of listening out there who who do like the idea of big prices. So, uh, Gundahan, he's in great form. I think he's going to have another good game for them. Plus,
1: he's on penalties, I think. Unless Haaland... Yeah. Potentially, a yeah. After Haaland yeah. yeah, missed that one against Bayern Munich. I mean, if the yeah. game is level, I think Gundogan is on penalties.
2: That's an interesting one. It's a massive price and it's a really good one to finish with. That does wrap up Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League edition. Final kicks off 3pm Eastern on Saturday. Remember, bet with your head, not with your heart. Forza Inter, come on City, whoever you've backed to wish you well, take advantage of all of the in-play markets with BetRivers as well. Many thanks to Stephen Danielli From all of us, it is goodbye. Good luck. Ciao. See
1: you. Okay. Thanks for listening to betting weekly extra time on
0: the bet rivers network.
1: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the bet rivers network, whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to game bet match today from your favorite podcast provider.